1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. This is my Bible. It is the Word of God, and it is the will of God for my life. I am who the Word says I am. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm where the Word says I am, seated right now in the heavenly realms, in Christ Jesus, in the place of authority, dominion, and power. I have what the Word says I have. All the blessings of Abraham are mine, and I can do what the Word says I can do. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. Today my mind is alert, my spirit is receptive, so I'm taught the Word of God. My life has changed for the better, and I will never be the same again. Amen. You may be seated. We're going to start off in Ephesians 3.20. We're actually finishing the message we started last Sunday, Goal Setting 101. Ephesians 3.20, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, not out there somewhere, within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever, amen. So God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. That's true, but can God really do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine if we demonstrate no initiative for ourselves on our own behalf. Will God really do it all for us? Last Sunday, I gave you point number one. Christian people oftentimes miss out on what they want in life because they lie to themselves just like the world does. James 1, 22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. And so we've been learning that we have to be doers of what we say we believe. Number two, Christian people oftentimes miss out on what they want in life because they lack consistency and focus. You know, you can't have a new diet every other week. You can't get a new job every other week. You can't get a new husband every other week. In other words, we got to have some consistency about us if we are going to make forward progress in life to accomplish anything in life worth having. To see as Christian people any goal accomplished, these three must be in agreement and lined up and moving in the same direction, what we believe and what we say and what we do. In order to walk in the abundance and prosperity of God, in order to see our dreams and our goals and our visions for this life come to pass, we must make the law of corresponding action work for us and not against us. We must get our faith and our confession and our deeds, our actions, all lined up and moving in the same direction. James 2.14 in the Weymouth translation, What good is it, my brethren, if a man professes to have faith and yet his actions do not correspond? Do not correspond. Can such faith save him? In verses 17 and 18, So also faith, if it is unaccompanied by obedience, has no life in it so long as it stands alone. 
Nay, someone will say, you have faith, I have actions. Prove to me your faith apart from corresponding actions, and I will prove mine to you by my actions. Now, the word obedience is in there, and I'm fully aware that in 2021, in the modern church, people generally don't want to hear about obedience. I realize this, and that's why this church is not five or six times bigger than it is, because we mention on occasion the word obedience. I said obedience. Are you hearing me, devil? I'm talking about obedience. And people want to believe, all these Antifa people, all these commies, you know, they want to believe that everybody's going to get the same results, whether you smoke dope or whether you're sober or whether you go to work on time or whether you don't go to work on time or whether you go to work or whether you're on welfare. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. And you got Christians and they think they're going to get the same results whether they pray or they don't pray. They think they're going to get the same. Even the Pope, the, the, I mean, my gosh, in my entire lifetime, there has not been a, a more lost Pope than this guy. He said adultery doesn't matter much. I mean, that is the abysmal quality of leadership we have in the world today at every level. It is amazing. Just imagine if Donald Trump had said, you know, adultery really doesn't matter. I mean, all hell would have broke loose. But the Pope can say it, and everybody's like, you know, yawn. As long as he's got the vax, he's okay. Maybe it makes it safer. I'm talking about corresponding action, baby. Amen. I got holiday-itis. I'm loose, and so here we go. I'm talking about corresponding action. So, you know, in every area of life, man, you got, you got the BSers and you got the doers. You got the excuse makers and you got the doers. And it's that way in the spiritual realm. You know, everybody thinks we're all going to go to heaven and it's going to be a row of McMansions and everybody, I mean, I, w- I don't know about you, but I wouldn't want to come home from the temple of God and try and figure out now, what was my number? Because all these mansions look alike. I mean, I want to have something distinctive. I want to, I want to walk up to mine and know that's mine. Amen. And now we're not going to have the same reward. The Bible says some of us will shine more brightly. We'll be like stars. Amen. So I don't know about you, but, and then think about the genius architect that designed the earth. If you sow 10 acres, you reap 10 acres. If you sow 100 acres, you reap 100 acres. If you sow corn, you reap corn. If you sow beans, you reap beans. The genius architect that designed the earth designed everything about this whole life. So this is true in every area of life. Amen. Amen. Amen say amen or oh me but it's true the same anyway let's talk about corresponding actions and let's talk about obedience we had a good crowd here this morning so let's just go ahead and throw down and talk about it amen Deuteronomy 28 15 however if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I'm giving you today all these curses will come upon you and overtake you and you know he was talking to the Jebusites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Ammonites right right now who was he talking to he was talking to the people of God so what you believe and what you say and what you do all lined up and moving in the same direction 
Joshua 1.8, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. So if I want to be prosperous and successful, I've got to get what I believe and what I say and what I do all, move, all lined up and moving in the same direction. Matthew 7, 21, not everyone who says to me, Lordy, Lordy, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, is that what it says or does it say only a handful? It says, many, many will say to me on that day, Lordy, Lordy. And, and it doesn't say, Lordy, Lordy. I just picture that as the way it's going to go. Lordy, Lordy, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evil doers. Doers. Away from me, you evil doers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. Say it out loud. Puts them into practice. Uh, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And so you'll hear preachers say, you know, just believe in Jesus. Just put your faith in Jesus. Just believe God and everything will work out. No, it won't. You have a part to play. You still have to do something about what you say you believe. So what you believe and what you say and what you do, these things all need to be lined up and moving in the same direction. Luke eleven twenty seven, 27, as Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. He replied, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. They, they do what? They hear the word of God and they do what? And Jesus said they are blessed. He didn't say they were cursed. They are blessed. See, these, these are the covenants of God. And I know, I know, I know, this is really what irritates people, but there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not the author. I'm just the herald. This is what really gets people's goat, and that is this. This is covenant. If I do this, this, and this, God will do that, that, and that. And people don't want to hear it. They don't want to believe it. They want to believe that he's the big commie in the sky and he's going to bless all of us the same and he's going to bless all of us equally. No, that's not covenant. You know what that is? That's Karl Marx. And, and that's why God gave you a Bible. Tell your neighbor, that's why God gave you a Bible. Because, I mean, it is, I don't know how many pages in everybody's Bible, but it's about a thousand pages in mine, story after story after story after story after story after story about people who obeyed God and what happened and about people who disobeyed God and what happened. What are all those stories in there for? Talk to me, what are all those stories in there for? For Sunday school? Is that it? Is that it? No. They're examples. They're examples. I don't know about you, but look, I want to be on the blessing side. Amen. Amen. I want to be, I want to, I want to park under the spout where the blessings come out. Amen. Amen. And so not only, now get this, remember what I said, you've got to have what you believe and what you say and what you do all lined up and moving in the same direction. So don't negate your obedience with complaining because I've done that. Well, I'm going to obey you, but you know, I'm not happy about it. 
that won't work because you don't have your you don't have course the the law of corresponding action working for you it's working against you so you gotta yeah and listen i realize if, if you're new this can seem a little strong but i'm telling you what when you get dialed into this, it is the easiest thing that ever happened to you in your entire life. To be a doer of the Word of God and to obey God and do so with an attitude of joy and to have an attitude in your mouth of joy and to say, thank you, Father God. It's my privilege and my honor, and I see how it works, and I thank you for it. Amen. It's the easiest thing in the world. Amen. Amen. Now, now. When you get started, I mean, maybe you just, you know, when you're in high school or you're in college or you're just starting out or you're a newlywed, well, you're, you're, at, you're at where you're at. One day I told the Lord, this was years ago, I told the Lord, I forgot who was playing the piano, and I said, oh, man, I wish I could play the piano like that. He told me. Now, this is the one I, I talk to every morning. I don't know who you're talking to, but this is the one I talk to every morning. You know what he said? He said, I don't want to hear that. He said, you had all these years. He said, you had the money. He said, you could have taken the lessons. He said, you could have done it. He said, I don't want to hear that. And I said, you're exactly right. I didn't care about it. I don't care about it. I'm not interested in it. I, I did something else with my time. I did something else with my money. I said, I don't want to talk like people talk. Amen. Do you understand? Because we say, oh, I, I wish I could live there. Oh, I, you know, I wish I could do this or I wish. I, well, there's, that's just nonsense. Amen. You have to take action if you want something in life. You have to take action. Amen. You got to take action. Amen. Tell your neighbor, you got to take action. Now, that doesn't mean we all have to do everything. You know, we prioritize. You know, I practice my guitar a little bit just to keep it going, but uh, the piano, no, that would be a whole brand new endeavor. And I, I'm just, you know, God bless. All of my grandchildren, you know, taking piano lessons is great. It's great. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Better them, not me. I love it. Amen. Amen. They, all those lessons were wasted on Austin. They were all wasted on Christina. Amen. But, you know, at least they had some exposure to it. Amen. To know they didn't want to do it. <laughs> Blessed are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Amen. And, and this is all great. This is all beautiful. God doesn't tell you to buy the red Ford or the blue Chevrolet. God, is, God isn't like, you know, your tiger mom that makes you take ballet, makes you take piano, makes you do this and makes you do that. The Lord, look, if you want the blue Ford, go for it. You want the red Chevrolet, go for it. You know, if you want to uh, do, learn this instrument, go for it. You want to do this over here. But when it comes to the moral word of the living God and the New Testament commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself, to do unto others as you would have them do unto you, there's no room for choice there. We have to be doers of the word of God. Can I get an amen this morning? 1 Peter 1.22, now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth, so that you have sincere love for your brothers, love one another deeply from the heart. 
what you believe and what you say and what you do all lined up and moving in the same direction. 1 John 3, 21. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask. Why? Because we obey his commands and do what pleases him. So we've got to have what we believe and what we say and what we do all lined up and moving in the same direction in order to walk in the abundance and prosperity of God, in order to see our dreams, our goals, and our visions for this life come to pass, we have to make the law of corresponding action work for us and not against us. We must get our faith and our confession and our deeds, that is our actions, all lined up and moving in the same direction. So don't be telling me something can't be done. I've done too many impossible things in my life for somebody to come along now and tell me something can't be done. Say it out loud. I am determined. I am resolved to experience in my life what God says belongs to me. I will not quit. I will not give in. I will continue on. I will fight the good fight of faith until I am living out the promises of God in my life. Number three, as Christian people, you have every right to bring God into your goal setting through faith. Number three, as Christian people, you have every right to bring God into your goal setting through faith. J.C. Penney said, give me a stock clerk with a goal, and I'll give you a man who will make history. Give me a man with no goals, and I'll show you a stock clerk. Robert Browning said, ah, but a man's reach should exceed his grasp, or what's a heaven for? Johann Wolfgang von Goethe wrote, we can always redeem the man who aspires and strives. <coughs> David Ogilvy wrote, don't bunt, aim out of the ballpark. Herbert A. Otto said, to become fully alive, a person must have goals and aims that transcend himself. That one praise report that Sue read this morning was so great about tying on to the work of God, tying on to God's mission, tying on to God's house, tying on to God's purpose. It gives you a goal that transcends yourself and your life. Charles C. Noble wrote, you must have long-term goals to keep you from being frustrated by short-term failures. Scott Reed wrote, the one step choosing a goal and sticking to it changes everything. Tracy Brinkman wrote, you must have an aim, a vision, a goal for the, ma for the man sailing through life with no destination or port of call. Every wind is the wrong wind. Robert Collier wrote, see things as you would have them be instead of as they are. And he also wrote, see the things you want as already yours. Think of them as yours, as belonging to you, as already in your possession. Now, under point number three, A, decide what you want from God and find the scriptures that cover your case. Find what, decide what you want from God and find the scriptures, plural, that cover your case. If you're, pay, if you're praying for something, the word of God does not promise, then you are wasting your time. You'll have to get the promises of God fixed in your heart and in your mouth and not just in your head. And then you have to be ready to use the promises of God against your enemy who will attack you with doubt. Matthew 18, 16 says, But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, that in the mouth of two or three witnesses every word may be established. This is a principle 
stated repeatedly in both the Old and the New Testament. 2 Corinthians 13, 1, this is the third time I am coming to you in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. So A, decide what you want from God and find scriptures that cover your case. B, ask God for the things you desire and believe that you receive them. Ask God for the things that you desire and believe that you receive them. While I'm speaking, the Lord is giving me an illustration. You, you find this, the scriptures that cover your case, and then you use those scriptures not just in prayer, but you use those scriptures to run the devil off when the devil comes along, as he inevitably will, to tell you that you're not going to reach your goal. Here's a practical illustration. We have been going through the process of helping people get a religious exemption from this vax mandate or that vax mandate, and we're happy to do it. But now the governor of the state of Texas has issued a letter that no one is subject to any vax mandate in the state of Texas. So now all anybody's got to do is get the PDF of that letter and put that in front of HR. And you know what you're doing? You're taking the governor's word and you're shoving it down the craw of whoever. Well, that's what we do with the word of God. We take the word of God and we don't just go to the throne room of God and say, now, Father God, I'm standing on this. This is your word. I'm standing on your word. But when the devil comes along, and he says, you're not going to do it. You're not going to achieve it. You're not ever going to drive that. You're not ever going to live there. You're not ever going to be able to vacation there. You can take the word of God and you can wave it under his crooked nose and you can tell him, I've got the word of God on this. And what God says is more powerful than what you say. So you can just gather up your belongings and sk skedaddle out of here because you have no right, no place, no authority in my life because I'm not giving you any by what I say. Are you hearing me? But, but you got to know what you're talking about. You got to go to the Word of God. You got to find the scriptures that cover your situation. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, a lot of Christians are, it's like they're walking around in life with an unloaded gun. Man, I mean, what good is that? Man, you got to be armed. You got to be prepared. Man, you got you to be ready. And the devil come along and tell you this ain't going to happen or that good. Listen, there's no telling how many times from January of 2018 to November of 2020, the devil came to me and told me we were never going to get all this paid off. You just have to find your ways of telling him that he's a liar. God is a truth teller and you've got the word of God on it. Here's the word. Here's the word. Here's the word. Two or three witnesses and then tell him politely to shove off. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You got to run him out. Yeah. B, ask God for the things you desire and believe that you receive them. Ask God for the things that you desire and believe that you receive them. John 14, 13. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. My goodness. How about meditating on that? You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Well, how can he do that? Because I might ask for something I shouldn't ask for. John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. If I'm abiding in him, if I'm abiding in his word, I'm not going to ask amiss. If I'm abiding in him and I'm abiding in his word, I'm not going to ask for something sinful. It takes care of itself.
John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, and the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. And if you read that verse as it is written in plain English, it's got, it produces a problem because we've got a lot of Christians and they're not bearing any fruit. What are you doing for the Lord? There is a truth here that I did not intend to bring up, but God is hammering it in my spirit, man. This is why the world hates preachers being blessed. Because when we were youngsters, we were called by God and we headed out. And everything he said, do, we did. Go to Bible school, do this, do that, go to Africa, give this money, do that. Yes, 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 yes. And you bear fruit over time. And the Word of God says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit. See, we got a lot of people, and they're trying to make the faith message work for them, but they're not bearing any fruit. Of what value are you to the kingdom of God? Are you helping in the nursery? Are you helping in children's church? Are you helping in ushering? Are you helping in the sound booth? Are you tithing? Are you making money and putting money into the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ? My God, I sound old. But I'm telling you what, some of this old stuff is the very best stuff, and some of this old stuff has got the power. I'm telling you what, we are here but momentarily. It seems like a long time. My God, we got married August 7, 1976. I mean, we were young. Seemed like, you know, there would be a, a hundred years ahead of us. But I mean, like that, it has gone by. Like that, it has gone by. And I'm telling you, maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but there is coming a time, and the only thing you are going to have left is what you did for God. I tell you this morning, you may face the day when you ruin the day that you live for self, and you did not live for God. And the beautiful thing is, he came along and he asked us for our lives. Yes, sir. We gave him our lives. Ask us for the tithe. Yes, sir. Gave him the tithe. Ask us to go to Africa. Yes, sir. Went to Africa. Everything he asked us to do. Yes, sir. It's our joy. You don't even have to thank us for it. It's our joy. And what did he do? <coughs> he blessed us and he multiplied us and he kept us safe and he provided for us and he blessed us and he multiplied us. Hallelujah. You cannot go backwards living for God. Ninety-three-year-old missionary we served with in Kenya reconnected with us. She's been on the phone calling Sue repeatedly because Sue keeps sending her gifts. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because who, who remembers a widow, 93-year-old missionary widow? Well, probably not that many people as much as she's calling us. But she has all of her mind. Unlike some people we know. In other words, blessed by God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live on this planet one 
minute past my mind working. I don't want to be the guy, you know, where's the ice cream? No, no, no. This 93-year-old missionary widow, I mean, she is sharp. I mean, she is sharp. Her body's 93 years old, but her mind is sharp. That's the blessing of the Lord in 2021. I said, that's the blessing of the Lord in 2021. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mark 11, 22, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. And see, let every thought and desire affirm that you have what you have asked for. Every thought, every desire. 2 Corinthians 10, 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When Satan is, if Satan could come along in the middle of the night and hit you over the head with a baseball bat and put you in a potato sack and haul you off to hell, if he could do that, he would have already done that. So he doesn't have that authority. But I'll tell you what he does do. He attacks us in our thoughts. So we have to take control of our thought life. When people can't control their thoughts, they're not allowing their spirit man to dominate. They're allowing their flesh, their emotions, or their mind to dominate. This happens when the spirit man is weak. Too much television and not enough word will make your spirit man weak. You'll fail every time. Build up your spirit man in the word of God and your spirit man will prevail. And I'll tell you the truth of it. Here it is. I don't often talk this openly and this plainly, but what the heck? I'm off the chain already. It doesn't even matter anymore. You having the intestinal fortitude to handle strong doctrine has prepared you for this hour because you were not offended and because you sat in a strong church and you sat under an anointed word and you sat in a place where the word of God went forth day after day and week after week. You have not fallen for the lies of the world. You have been made strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Shout it out loud. I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. It is you being here. It is you being in my presence. It is you hearing the word of God that has protected you and bolstered you and strengthened you and blessed you and prospered you. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I connected to that man of God, Lester Summerall, and that man of God, Oral Roberts. I thank God I never connected to a sissy preacher. Amen. 
Ephesians 4.27 says, Neither give place to the devil. And D, speak forth constantly the promises that cover your case. If you'll dare to stand on God's word, I said if you'll dare to stand on God's word, then God will make his word come to pass in your life. If you will dare to stand on God's word, then God will cause his word to come to pass in your life. If you side in with God, God sides in with you. And he cannot tell a lie. Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? Psalm 89, 34, I will not violate my covenant or alter what my lips have uttered. 2 Corinthians 4, 13, we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Speak. Isaiah 43 26 put me in remembrance let us plead together declare thou the NIV says state your case declare thou that thou mayest be justified I'm here to tell you hallelujah I'm here to tell you the Lord is great and the Lord is good and his word is good and his word is true and he'll never fail you not one time not one time not one time if you will look to the Lord and not look to man and if you will find scriptures that cover your case and siding with God and not knuckle under the Lord will cause his word to come to pass in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And supernatural stuff starts happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's bow our heads. You might be here this morning watching by television either today or later. And you say, Pastor, oh my goodness. I wish I'd known this a decade or two ago. Well, Nobody has a time machine, but I'll tell you what you do have. You have the power of free will right now. Jesus said in John chapter 3, you must be born again. He didn't say it was a good idea for the super spiritual. He said, you must be born again. It's man by man, woman by woman, child by child. You must be born again. Revelation 3, Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and fellowship with him and he with me. So it's up to us. See, the work's already been done. God already sent his son. For God so loved the world, he gave. The work's already been done. What we, what we have to do is open up the door of our hearts, let God come in through the spirit of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we have to go on down the road, taking action on this new life. How many this morning would say, Pastor Gene, I've been in church, I've been around the things of God, but I've not done this. I've not personally and individually invited Jesus Christ to be my Lord and Savior. I have not personally and individually Ask God to forgive me of my sins in the name of Jesus. I've not done this, but I want to this morning. If that's you this morning, wherever you are, lift a hand up, lift it up high enough to where I can see it. Pastor, I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want to live for God from this day to my last day. I want to walk in covenant with God. I want to walk in what you've been preaching about today, Pastor. 
that's you this morning, wherever you are. Lift a hand up, lift it up high enough to where I can see it. There may be others here this morning, and you're backslidden. You're not living for the Lord like you once did. You told God that you loved him. You told God that you'd live for him, and you meant it when you prayed it. But some way, somehow, you've slipped back into the old ways and the old friends and the old habits, and you're not living for the Lord like you once did. The Word says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. How many this morning would say, Pastor, that's me. I'm away from God. I'm backslidden. I'm not living for the Lord like I once did. But I don't want to remain in a backslidden condition. Pastor, pray for me. I want to recommit my life to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, wherever you are, lift a hand up. Lift it up high enough to where I can see it. Father God, I thank you for your word. It is an incorruptible seed. It has gone forth into the hearts of the hearers, and it will not return to you empty or void, but it will accomplish what you desire and achieve the purpose for which you've sent it. For this, I give you praise. Now, for the sake of those who may be watching right now online around the world, or maybe, who knows, a week from now, a month from now, who knows how long from now, I want to pray the prayer. Everybody in the room, help me pray it. For those of you out there, and you might want to give your life to God, and be saved through the blood sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray the prayer together. Thank you, Father God. The time's gone by. I've gone my own way. I've done my own thing, and I've lived for self. But I turn, and I repent, and I give you my life. I ask in the name of Jesus that you would forgive me of my sins. Take out of my heart any bitterness, any unforgiveness, any hatred, anything that would hinder me in my walk with you. Father, I believe in my heart that you raised Jesus from the dead, and I confess with my mouth, Jesus is Lord. So according to your scriptures, you have imparted eternal life into my heart. You have made the spirit man inside me alive unto you, and I thank you for it. I give you the praise and the credit and the glory for what Jesus has done in my life. And you say amen. amen. Now, if you're watching anywhere around the world, you can go to fccarlington.com salvation and fill out the form. Let us know about your commitment and decision to follow the Lord in these things. And we would love to send you a copy of our book, God's Very Own Child, because we want to be a blessing to you. Amen. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Father God. I give you the credit, the glory, and the honor that every bill is paid, every need is met, there is no debt, and we are able. We have been empowered to be a blessing. And we thank you for it in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said amen. 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 I also want to say, I mean, I know I'm strong. But I also want to say, that it has been my great privilege and my great honor to lead such a great people as this. I am so proud of you. I read through those Christmas notes and letters and cards, and God's doing great things in the midst of the people. Hallelujah. So God's not just with me. He's with y'all. <clears throat> and his word is being proven true. So what a great privilege and what a great honor. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
but we're going to be faithful. Amen. Amen. In this time and this hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our eyes, Jehoshaphat said, our eyes are upon you. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.